This is a Podcast 225 production. Welcome to the Clay Young Show. Back on deck with episode 166 of the Clay Young Show here on Podcast 225.com, iTunes, and the Talk 107.3 mobile app. And here's a headline for you. It's hot outside. In southern Louisiana right now, we are getting the business from the sun every day. But you know, man, I was just having a conversation with somebody about that earlier, that we complain in the winter season, can't wait until summer, summer gets here, can't wait until winter, it's the same no matter where you are, Just, uh, but man, it's hot, it's hot. So how are you? Hopefully everything is going well for you, and if it's not going so well, hopefully you're going to keep going, getting through it. Today, speaking of optimism and keeping the right focus, our guest on the show is someone who has lived it his entire life. He is a former LSU and NFL player, a current broadcaster on ESPN. He is Ryan Clark, who's had a pretty amazing life, really, when you think about it, being born and raised here in Louisiana and accomplishing so much in the NFL and using his degree that he got from LSU to do something now that has national implications in terms of people who watch sports and ESPN. And Ryan also has an interesting story about an illness that he has fought and that he is investing in to try to help others who have the same ailment. And something happened to him in a game in the NFL that really, I guess, drove home the importance of getting the word out about this and doing something about it. I met him as a part of an event for that sickness four or five years ago, I guess. And I consider him a good guy, a positive man who is a, you know, someone who lives his faith. He is a husband and father and business guy. And so I'm, I'm anxious to give you an opportunity to hear him talk about some of those experiences that he has had. And, you know, Ryan won a Super Bowl and has played in the, has, has been a pro bowler, but I didn't spend a whole lot of time thinking about questions to ask him about that. Cause those are kind of obvious. We just kind of wanted to get more into the way that he thinks. And uh, so I'm, I'm excited about you getting a chance to hear that. Listen, if you like the show, we always tell you the same thing. Tell your friends about it. If you see it on social media, share it, share the posts, get the word out about what we're doing here on this show and on the Waiting Room podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at ClayYoungBR, on Facebook forward slash ClayYoung. Social media, sometimes a necessary evil. Man. I won't even get into some of the crap out there negativity wise. Let's just let's just keep it positive. Keep it moving. It's too hot for all of that. So we'll take a quick break and then come back with Ryan Clark, ESPN analyst, former Super Bowl champion, LSU Tiger, Pittsburgh Steeler, among some other teams. He is next. Executone of Louisiana has been helping businesses in Baton Rouge save money on their telecommunications for over 40 years. Executone will help businesses upgrade their phones and intercom systems, save money, and never have to worry about local customer support. Doctors' offices, hospitals, schools, businesses, it doesn't matter. All kind have depended on the good people at Executone to upgrade technology and save money. I have a question for you. Do you like saving money? Sure, of course you do. Here's another one. Do you want to keep the most up-to-date phone and intercom 
technology while saving money. That's what it's all about. That's a no-brainer. Don't get sucked in by out-of-town companies who are not here if you need technical support. Executone has been here, and they believe in the value of customer service, baby. Don't take my word for it. Give them a call, 225-295-3500. That's 295-3500. Oh, look them up. ExecutoneLA.com. Executone of Louisiana. They still here, and they're going to continue to give you great service. Back with Ryan Clark, who is uh, somebody who's all over. There's a word a college professor of mine used to use all the time. It was ubiquitous. This man is everywhere all the time. He's from Marrero, Louisiana. Played safety at LSU before going on to play 13 seasons in the NFL, including a Pro Bowl selection and a Super Bowl championship with the Steelers. Ryan earned his degree in mass communications from LSU. He's a husband, father, and mentor. RC, what's up, baby? Oh, man, ain't nothing, man. Just trying to find more hours in the day to get this stuff done. <laughs> as soon as you figure that out, you let me know, all right? <laughs> I don't think it's possible, <laughs> man, but I'm working on it. So let's jump right into it. I know you got a small amount of time. Uh, you know, when I, I didn't know that you were from Marrero. I thought you were from up in these parts, man. Growing up in Marrero, what was that like? I mean, it was good. I mean, I wasn't, you know, I have no horror story. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite songs is by The Truth. Yep. Uh, Christian Rapper, and he said, hey, man, I ain't got no horror story. You know, I've been blessed the whole way through. And it was some things that, you know, we had to work through as a family and do. But I learned so many lessons uh, growing up where I did, growing up with the type of parent uh, that I I have. And it's really shaped me uh, to be the man I am today. But to also understand that not everybody has the same journey. Not everybody has to go through the same things to get to certain places. Um, Each journey is unique, but it makes them no less hard. Or, or, or no less triumphant when you come through them. And so it's been, it's been a blessing to come from where I've come from and be able to do the things that I get to do now. It's amazing to see you, as I said earlier, you got your degree in mass comm from LSU. Why mass comm? Well, you know, I went in and I wanted to do speech communications, and it, just, it was something that didn't really interest me once I got into my major. And so I switched to mass comm. And honestly, I didn't go into broadcasting. I went... Um, into sports information. I wanted to be a sports information director, and um, it was the easy reason behind it. Uh, just when I was in school, after every game, Mike Barnett, who was the sports information director at LSU, he came up to me and said, hey, Ryan, uh, we lost today. It's going to be tough questions. It's going to be some things that are asked that are hard to deal with. Can you do this interview, or will you do this interview? And I remember him making me get up there game at the game when we lost, and be a man and stand up and say the right things and handle things in the right manner. And other than my coaches, I dealt with him the most. And I felt like it would be an awesome deal if I could have that job and the young people that were playing at those schools and involved in athletics in that way, if I could be that liaison or that person to help them handle those type of situations. So that was kind of why I got into it. Obviously, once you get into that major, you're doing broadcasting, you're you're making productions, you're producing the news and doing different things in that manner. So it gave me a love, you know, for that job. And, you know, so now I really enjoy doing it. You know, I'm sure that you've done a thousand interviews and people ask obvious questions about winning a Super Bowl and playing in the NFL and all of that. And I'm sure that's out there for people in other places. One of the things that I want to talk about and that I enjoy learning from people is how their mind functions. And I think there is a duality to you. 
you were the kind of player on the field that would just knock the crap out of people. But on the other side, as a person, you really walk in your faith every day. Man, how do you how do you present that juxtaposition of who you are as a character, but the very violent way you went about playing ball? I mean, I think I think it's, it's difficult. Honestly, if you look at faith, I think faith is a difficult thing in in, in the whole. Right. Um, you're 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 trusting things that you can't see. You're believing in things that you've never touched that aren't tangible. When you talk about faith, when you talk about believing in God, when you talk about your spiritual walk. And so that's a struggle, period, to wake up every day and make that conscious decision that I'm going to try to walk into the light. And that has its ups, that has its downs, that has its positives and its negatives in the sense of you being able to accomplish those goals every day. Uh, the thing about the field was, though, it's like it didn't—it didn't matter. You know, those things didn't matter. What you were going through in in your week or in your spiritual life, you couldn't bring those things to the field. And the blessing was, they didn't have to come there. You know, it was an opportunity to get away. It was your opportunity to let yourself just be uniquely you. And you know, my thing was playing physical. My thing was trying to bring it every single play and I think I was able to accomplish that and because of that you know you now get to do different things because of that I know I don't want you know my son to have to play ball in that way and I've taught him a better way to play the game and so it's been it was fun to do both of those things um and I still have both of those parts with me uh to teach and educate people now what was the biggest lesson if if you could put it into one big lesson that you learned over your 13 years playing in the NFL. That no day is promised, right? That that game is a, is a gift. You know, I, you know, I, I had a battle with sickle cell trait that nearly cost me my life. And, you know, after figuring out that I was going to live next was to figure out if I still had a career, if playing football was still something that I was going to be able to do physically. And, you know, through that, it taught me that each play could be your last. So each play is important. And now you do that with life. You know, when you wake up, you can't waste days, right? You can't waste opportunities to tell people you love them. You can't waste opportunities to teach people new things. And so for me, it was it just taught me that, you know, life is short. The, the game is short. Opportunities to be great is short. And memories are important. And I think, you know, that's what's, what I've kept from the game more than anything. The physical lessons, the the mental lessons and emotional, you know, lessons taught by playing football are huge only if you make them important to you. And quickly, because I know we only got a couple minutes or so left. When you meet with young young players now, either at LSU or in college or in the pros, uh, two-part question. One, what's the, the first advice you give them? And two, how much harder is it on them to be athletes in the era of social media? Oh, well, I'll answer two first. I think it's almost impossible. Um, you know, LeBron James catches a lot of flack, and it's about very trivial things. But if you look at the way that LeBron James, being a part of this era, being a part of this time, this generation, and having – the eye on him and the scrutiny he's had for so long. He's accomplished something more important than winning national championships and winning NBA championships. He's accomplished being a great man, being a philanthropist, being charitable, uh, being a man of the community without scandal. And I think that is really, really hard. From the slightest thing of 
being out with an alcoholic beverage in your hand, getting in the fight, all these different things that you can do. I think it's extremely hard. Um, every misstep you take is now documented. It's not one of those things where you can go out to Tigerland after a Saturday night game in Death Valley, have an issue and nobody know it. You know, these days, everything you do is under a microscope. And so I think it's very difficult for these guys. And I think they have to have the understanding that that's the life they now live. Um, and for me, like the advice I give them is just to, to be who you are. Be what, what you know yourself to have been taught to be by your parents, um, by those who love you, by your mentors. And as long as you do that and stay true to self, you can live with your decisions each day. Listen, I know that you do a lot of work in the community, both working out with young athletes and through Sickle Cell. And, and I know you got to run and, and hopefully we can do this when there's a little bit more time. But let's talk a little bit about the work you do with the Sickle Cell Anemia Foundation and uh, Ryan's run that happens here in Baton Rouge. I've been a part of it, I think, since y'all started it when Lori Burgess yep. called me. But uh, t- let's talk quickly about that. I mean, it's, it's huge to me. It's important. Something I dealt with. Uh, my sister-in-law passed at the age of 27 uh, due to sickle cell. And so it's, it's important to me. And it's awesome to be able to bring it back home. I've done a lot of things in Pittsburgh with Cure League and, and, and different things like that with my website, thecureleague.org. But now I have an opportunity to bring it home uh, to Baton Rouge where people, they suffer in silence. You know, nobody listens. No one is aware. There isn't the awareness about this fatal disease, this disease that is debilitating, there is no awareness about it. There is no people that sit in high places that fight for it on the regular. And so it's been awesome right. to get an opportunity to be a part of, of Ryan's run and be a part of the Six Cell Foundation here with Lori Burgess and at least you know, try to make people aware that this is happening. Well, listen, man, you do phenomenal work on television. I think you represent us well, the way you carry yourself and conduct yourself as a man and as a father. And uh, just keep it up, man. And again, I think people could look to you as an example of how to do it the right way on so many fronts. Well, man, I really appreciate that, man. Thanks for having me on. All right, Ryan. This is Dr. Mary Catherine Roderick, and I'm Katie Fetzer. We're the owners and co-founders of The Wellness Studio, a mental health practice with locations here in Baton Rouge and Covington. We are also your host for The Waiting Room Podcast here on podcast225.com. Our podcast is a journey into the world of mental health. On our show, we're going to discuss some of the various forms of mental health conditions. We're also going to shed light on the various ways our listeners can get a better understanding of how the mind works and why we do what we do. So subscribe today to get The Waiting Room Podcast here on podcast225.com, iTunes, and the Talk. 1073 mobile app. Clay Young here with John Conroy, the founder and owner of Pest Stop, your do-it-yourself pest control solution. You know, John, lots of people are out nowadays. It's that time of the year, and fleas and mosquitoes are a problem. And the good thing there is you can use the same product for both problems. Amazing. So what does that product do? Well, what we want to do is we want to treat the entire yard. Okay. And you also want to treat the underside of bushes. Okay. Most people don't understand that just spraying a product on top of the bush, how come it's still got mosquitoes? Because they're nesting under the leaves. You need to knock that out. Okay. So, you know, we're going to help you with all of that, tell you exactly what to do, when to do, how to do it. So you won't have any questions when you leave. Here's an amazing thing about this. The product actually does work, but if they come to the store, they can find out how to use it. That's exactly correct. All right, so where are you in the Baton Rouge area? Our Baton Rouge store is located at 806 O'Neill Lane. That's about a mile north of I-12. Or just give us a call if you have questions at 273-4788. Don't just do it yourself. Get the information. Go to the showroom at Pest Stop. Lay. Sir.
Enjoyed the conversation with Ryan. Hopefully you did as well. A quick convo there. He was in between meetings and uh, was able to make a little time to chat with us about what he is doing and his philosophy about these new athletes. And, of course, get involved, if you can, in supporting what he's doing with the Sickle Cell Anemia Foundation. Uh, That is a sickness that has touched my family, and you heard how it has touched Ryan's, and he does great work. Lori Burgess, shout out to Lori Burgess, former councilwoman who runs the Baton Rouge Sickle Cell Anemia Foundation. Lori does great work with that organization. She's a rock star there, and Ryan's run that happens every fall is a big deal. It goes on on in downtown Baton Rouge, and I think I've been a part of all but one of them, and I'm looking forward to being back for this year's event as well. It was fun. Man, you guys enjoy this weather. Yeah, it's warm, but it could always be worse. Get outside, spend some time with friends and family, and just take a breath and enjoy being on this side of the dirt. No day is promised, and certainly not the next day, so enjoy it while you have it. Until next time on episode 167, thank you for listening. You can shoot me an email about the show, feedback on it, or ideas about guests that you'd like to hear me interview. The email address is clay at podcast225.com. You guys have a great one. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another edition of The Clay Young Show.